The doctor tells you to lose weight. Your boyfriend tells you that your clothes are fitting you differently than usual. Your mom tells you you got fat. Were you avoiding it? Or did you just not notice? For me, that's what it was. I, I just hadn't noticed that my weight was going up. But then at some point you're faced with it, with all these gentle comments and reminders, and it's put in your face. What are you gonna do? How are you going to solve this problem? And the sadness hits because you've tried to solve this problem multiple times in the past, and yet it still exists. So you smile and you pretend like your feelings aren't getting hurt, when in fact you're being crushed and you're sad. And the end result, you end up eating. In my case, eating chocolate. Maybe it's ice cream, maybe it's chips. Doesn't really matter. You're eating comfort foods that aren't actually helping you to solve the problem. As a matter of fact, they're making the problem worse. Hello, wellness warriors. Welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I'm Violet, your keto psychologist. And the reason that I make these videos is to help you to manage these feelings and do the things that is gonna help you to get your weight under control and get your health under control, physical and emotional. If you're working on this kind of thing, subscribe. I make new videos every week. First of all, those people that care about you enough to tell you that you've put on some weight, generally, I will say, have your best interests at heart, even if they don't say it in the nicest possible way. They're saying it because they want you to make a change and get your health under control. What's really frustrating is that everybody has an opinion about your weight and they want you to get your health under control and they're telling you, hey, you need to lose weight, but nobody is actually saying how. So have you ever wondered why doctors don't tell you how to lose the weight? Do any of you have doctors who are slightly overweight? Do any of you have doctors who are obese? I'm not saying this because I'm trying to shame the doctor. I'm not saying this because I feel like the doctor's wrong. I'm saying this because if we actually pay attention to the fact that very often the same doctor that's telling us that we need to lose weight also has weight to lose we start to understand why the doctor isn't telling us how to lose weight. You see, the doctor isn't telling us how to lose weight because if the doctor knew how to lose weight, they also would just lose the weight. The fact that the doctor is in the same situation that I'm in becomes really apparent when you, like me, because I'm that kind of person, ask the doctor, okay, doc, what should I do? How do I lose this weight that you're telling me that I need to lose? And the doctor says something like, well, Violet, you know, exercise and be moderate in what you're eating. So eat less, move more. Calories in, calories out. That's the same story that we know today doesn't work. My doctor isn't not telling me the answer because my doctor doesn't want to give me the answer. It's because my doctor is still believing that this eat less, move more thing possibly could work. And hence their excess weight. We know eat less, move more, calories in, calories out, doesn't work. So then what? What am I supposed to do? How do I actually lose the weight? So back to the doctors. They have an obligation to guide us in the right direction when it comes to our health. So when they see our weight going up, they guide us to the direction of lose weight. But eventually, when you don't accomplish the weight loss, the doctor comes back and just repeats, lose weight. And if for every year I go to see my doctor and the only risk factor I have is I'm overweight, every year my doctor is gonna to say to me, well, Violet, you need to lose weight. Because for them, weight is a risk factor for a real disease. Weight gain is not a problem in and of itself. On some level, I agree with that. But here's the problem. 
if I see weight as an indicator that I'm at risk for something, doesn't that mean that the weight that I'm living at, which in this case is excessive, is being seen as not a problem in and of itself. And it's being seen as not related to any other metabolic problem that I might be having. And this is where I'm posing a question. Because for most people, being overweight is a problem because it's not attractive. Being overweight is a problem because it makes us feel ashamed. Even for us, we don't see being overweight as a medical problem. Again, because on some level, it's not really the medical problem, but we don't see that being overweight is an indicator that there is a medical problem. What I want everyone to think about is that being overweight is an indication that actually I have insulin resistance, which is a real medical condition. And if we start to recognize insulin resistance as a treatable medical condition that the world is walking around with unnecessarily, then all of a sudden the excess weight isn't just aesthetic. All of a sudden the excess weight is not just an indicator of something to come. The excess weight is actually telling me that there is a condition that I'm living right now. Now, there's a lot of people that are going to have a lot of opinions of why insulin resistance isn't being focused on as a medical condition that needs to be treated. Personally, my, my guess is because there's no medication, right? A lot of the time, if there's no medication to give, then it's not really a medical condition yet. I don't believe that to be the case, right? We wait for diabetes to be diabetes and that you need a medication before like there's a big push and rally. But when you're pre-diabetic, all you hear is, well, you should probably try to lose weight. When you're insulin resistant, you hear, you should try to lose weight. Although when we're insulin resistant, there hasn't even been any tests to prove that we're insulin resistant because nobody is actually actively looking for it. To get life-changing results, you need to be willing to change your life. Why don't you let that sink in for a second? To get life-changing results, you need to be willing to change your life. So many of us who've actually lost weight and kept it off over years, me, it's been two years that I've kept the weight off, we know what the answer is. And the answer has nothing to do with calories. But when we try to talk about what the actual answer is, when we try to share with the world, look at what I've accomplished, this is how I did it, we are met with resistance. People don't want to hear what we have to say. Most doctors behave like people are not willing to change their life, to solve problems that lifestyle is creating, which is why they don't forcefully say, stop buying junk food, forcefully say, stop buying packaged foods, that they don't forcefully say, stop eating at fast food restaurants. Most doctors are not willing to say to people, you need to change the way that you are looking at food in order to change and help yourself to improve your life. Because we all have this idea that nobody's going to give up carbohydrates. We all have this idea nobody's going to stop eating junk food. We have this idea that it's unreasonable to ask people not to eat these things. I'm trying to get everybody to understand that it's absolutely reasonable. And I'm not even suggesting that most doctors are going to tell you to do keto. But what I am going to say is if you ask the average doctor, if it's a smart move to lower the amount of carbohydrates that you eat, every one of them is going to say yes. Because every doctor understands that we eat way too much sugar. And every doctor is going to tell you, yes, if you eat whole foods, so foods from the land and animals, you will do better. Most doctors are going to tell you that rather than eating processed foods, eat whole foods. 
But most doctors don't say this to us. Why? Because most doctors don't believe that you're going to prioritize your health over eating junk food. Why? Because most doctors don't prioritize eating healthy foods over junk foods themselves. So on some level, they're not telling it to us because they're not doing it themselves because they don't believe anybody's going to do it. And on some level, they're kind of right. But why are they right? Nobody's asking that question. Why is it so hard for us to eat the foods that are going to help us to be healthy? And the thing that's not being said is that we are all addicted to sugar. And reason that it's not being said is because most doctors do not realize that they are also addicted to sugar. I guarantee you that I was not aware that I was addicted to sugar. And I say was, but I kind of still am, aren't I? Right? Because I'm only two years of eating this way. I'm only two years of having some kind of control over how many carbohydrates I eat. And I feel like for any addiction, it's fast to say that two years later, I'm no longer addicted. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to say I'm no longer addicted. Because what happens when you reintroduce the addictive substance to most people, even years after not having had it, most people go right back down into that negative space that they used to be in. How can we solve the problem if we're actually not talking about the problem? Because we keep talking about weight, talking about weight, talking about weight, when the problem is our addiction to carbohydrates. But then somehow we expect to solve our weight issue while never addressing the addiction to carbohydrates. How would it work for any other kind of addiction? So if I was a gambler and everyone keeps talking to me about the fact that I have no money, my spouse is upset that I can't contribute to my half of the expenses, my friends are annoyed that I'm never able to have the money to go and do the fun stuff that they're doing with them, my kids, I'm not, I'm not providing properly for my kids. I'm not giving them what they need. Again, maybe my spouse is involved in this conversation as well. Like I'm not, I'm not doing my part. I'm not able to take the vacations. So I can't afford to take the vacations and just to do the basic stuff that I think I should be able to do at this age with the job that I have and with the income that I have coming in. How would that be solved without looking at the gambling? If we put that person in a position where they got a promotion or they got a second job and they're all of a sudden making more money, is that going to solve the problem? Well, no, because they're still gambling. If we put that person in a position where they cut their expenses, so they're not maybe paying for television unnecessarily, or, you know, maybe they're not going out to the movies as often, is that going to solve the problem? No, because they're still gambling. The only way to truly solve the problem would be to acknowledge what's causing the problem. And what's causing the problem is their gambling. That's what's causing the problem. In order to address the weight issue that we live, we need to address what's causing the weight gain. Well, that's the carbohydrates. But why are we eating so many carbohydrates? Because we're addicted to them. And you know, we need to be honest with ourselves that there is actually a difference between addressing the addiction to carbohydrates and putting my addiction on pause. Because if you haven't been addicted to something, I'm sure you've known someone who's been addicted to something. And if that has never been in your life, congratulations, because you're lucky. But for those of us who have known people who were addicted or ourselves have been addicted, what you realize is that in order to diminish the amount of heat 
you're feeling for your addictive behavior, many of us are willing to put the addiction down for a small period of time. Stop drinking for a few months. Stop gambling for a few months. Stop eating chocolate for a few months, right? Why? Because I put it on pause and then people leave me alone for a little while. And then when they're not paying attention, I pick it up again. Putting your addiction on pause and getting your addiction under control is not the same thing. I need you to understand that. Because what happens when you allow the addiction back into your life? It's back. It's back with a vengeance and all the problems that were there resume. When you're addicted to something, there isn't such a thing as having a small amount of it, right? You need to keep it to the levels where the addiction is not taking hold. And for a lot of us, that means keeping it to zero. But when it comes to food, it means also acknowledging the piece of the puzzle that keeps it hyper for you. There are many of us who can eat salad. There are many of us who can eat vegetables that are not sweet tasting. And there are many of us that can eat foods that don't trigger the sweetness because the sweetness and the sugar that we remember push the addiction. There are many of us who can't. Some of us actually need to be down to zero carbs in order to maintain their healthy situation. But it's not everybody. But yet the minimum need to be lower than what it is that causes your body to become excited. And I'll be the first to say that although I have not touched chocolate in two years plus, guess what? Even when I eat something that doesn't seem sweet to the rest of the world, like nuts, but I can taste the sweetness in nuts. And guess what? When I eat them, it's there and I want to eat more. And so I keep nut consumption as low as I possibly can, which usually means I'm not having any. And when I do have it, I'm being very careful and conscious about the fact that I'm having it. I figured out that anything that I can taste the sweetness in at all is enough to push me to want to eat more carbohydrates. Again, there's a mental piece of this puzzle that we cannot ignore. And there's a physiological piece of this puzzle, right? Why is it that I can eat all kinds of salad and not be triggered? It's really hard to go over 20 grams when you're eating salad and, and low glycemic vegetables. It's so easy to go over 20 grams when you're eating nuts. I want you to share this video because there are so many people that we can help with this message. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, Teespring, Patreon in the description below. Can't wait to talk to you guys again next week.